Guys, hey, it took us nine months of the year 2020, but we are back, baby, and this is the first Inside Dirt show of 2020. Um, Joe Stevens here. I'm your host, as always, and I'm joined by the man himself, Darnell Official. What's happening, Darnell? Uh, not a lot, because it's 2020, and yeah, there's not much to be doing. Yeah, that's it. So, look, this is where this is at right now, guys, giving you a breakdown. And I feel like every time we do a show or something, I'm always like, sorry for the lack of content. You know, we'll be back with more stuff soon. But basically, the entire business model of the Inside Dirt show and the Inside Dirt network, it ran off of event coverage. Um, you know, both Darnell and myself, we traveled with the MX Nationals. We did NRG TV. Um, you know, we traveled earlier in the year with the AORC series. We did some cool stuff there. Um and obviously there's no events in 2020. That's basically a given at this point. We'll talk more about that in a minute. So it's made it really difficult to do any meaningful content. And we've never really been a, a one-on-one interview show. Like that was something that we we did something of and we got the YouTube channel going. Uh, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Inside Dirt, by the way, if you haven't yet already. Um, we have one interview up with Bilko that we did three months ago. And because we are in the middle of the zombie apocalypse in Victoria with the coronavirus, we literally haven't been able to do anything since. So um, that's about where we're at. But uh, you know what? It was time. I know we've got a lot of loyal listeners and um, we have a lot of a lot of fans out there that have been hitting me up a little bit asking what's going on and, and, and it's time. So right now, this is just a little intro show to get things going again. Um, we don't really have any guests today. So it's going to be me and Darnell shooting the, uh, shooting the shit a little bit and having a chat, but there's a lot to talk about with the way 2020 has panned out, Darnell. And, and honestly, if you think about it, like for us, I mean, the last time I got on an airplane was when we went to Toowoomba in February for the, the AORC coverage that we did. Um, normally at this point, we've been all over the country. The MX Nationals is coming to an end. We're getting ready to go to Supercrosses. And this year's been turned upside down. Yeah, I mean, normally by September, we're heading into Supercross, and we've done 30 flights. I've mm. done six this year. My last one was in the middle of the two lockdowns. I got a chance to fly up to Sydney and do some uh, some other work there. But other than that, yeah. it's been sitting at home. We complain about flying all the time, and now it's not happening. It's like, oh, you kind of miss it. It's been an adjustment. I don't know if I miss it, to be honest. But I do. Uh, it, was a good, it was good timing. I mean, we just had our second child and stuff, so me being at home a lot is definitely not a bad thing. Um We've also been super busy with everything ID Media Group, which is, for those of you that don't know, that's my parent company that, that runs a digital marketing agency and, you know, basically is is the means to end for Inside Dirt to exist also. So, um, Darnell, you've been pretty busy with everything we've been doing there too. Yeah, I mean, you keep me on my toes and keep throwing things at me. So, <laughs> I mean, it's keeping me busy. That's it. Um, so, like I said, the, the way 2020 has panned out, there, there is a lot of... You know, I don't want to get too deep. There's a lot of inside information that we can't share on the air that people would probably love to know. But it's like the questions I get all the time is, well, how is this working for the teams? How is it working for the riders? Are the riders getting paid? Are the teams still getting paid for the manufacturers? In this whole circle, you got WEM, Ken Williams, stepping away from the next nationals. you got Motorcycle in Australia stepping in and, and they're 
not the new promoter. Well, they are technically. They just the commercial rights are now theirs again to do what they see fit with. Um, MA is still endeavouring to try to run a series. I know that. Um, I know that in one way or another, I'm going to be involved in the new series. I've had some um, correspondence with MA, and we're working on what that looks like for for a role with media and and, and management and things like that. But um, you know, it's it's been a little quiet lately because I think MA is just trying to figure out where to go from here with with the 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 extended lockdown in Victoria. They're trying to open the borders by Christmas. I mean, it's just, I don't know how, honestly, I don't know how a 2020 series at this point gets off the ground for motocross. And then AME management, Adam Bailey comes out a few weeks ago, pretty much puts the nail in the coffin for 2020 and says, not only is Oz X not happening, but the Australian Supercross series isn't happening either. Yeah, I mean, it. you know, it obviously sucks that we haven't been able to go to any racing and to see Oz X where it was last year at Melbourne give us one of the biggest events, if not the biggest event we've ever had. Yeah, like the pinnacle of success for where it's gotten to with those guys at the head of the series. And now to nothing. Mm, but I mean, for obvious reasons, you know. What's the point in running well, a limited crowd when it's... Well, there's In Victoria, there's going to be no crowd. No like, crowd. That time of year. I know Queensland, I mean, I just saw like the AFL finals and they've got like 10,000... I think it's 30,000 for the grand final. 30,000 crowd. I mean, we'd take that for Supercross, but the problem is I think it's every Supercross fan in Australia goes to AusX Open. So if you lose interstate travel, it's not viable. You can't get the stars of the show over from the States. Well, that's the biggest thing too. I mean, we, you know, everyone supports our Aussie riders and wants to see them ride and do well. But but the allure of AusX is the international, you know, yeah, Chad Reed, Ricky Carmichael, Jason Justin Anderson. Br- Justin Brayton. Yeah. Cooper Webb, Dean Wilson, they're the big names that have brought those crowds in years before. Mm. I think this year we were lucky enough with some of our Aussie guys making a name overseas. Um, Definitely. And Supercross, and that's going to help well, the sport. Here's, here's a question I had for later, but let's bring it up now. So basically the entire year is, is a write-off. You know, you look at someone like Ferris, who unfortunately just got injured and, and by all means and accounts got pretty lucky with that spinal injury. Um, he's going to be off the bike for a while probably the best year for it to happen you don't want you it don't to happen, want it to happen the best of a worse situation but for everybody else like you know people doing some state racing if you're a pro in victoria you've literally done nothing all year um i i do wonder like in 2021 does it just pick up where it left off or does the fact that luke clout was racing supercross in america or jay wilson or tanty did those guys have an advantage because they've actually done some competitive racing at a so professional level. another name in there that's done some racing over there and now old co-host who won an LCQ. Oh, yeah. We can't forget Duran. It's been so long. Yeah, he won the LCQ at... Um, Salt Lake. Banger. What a legend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's what comes from inside dirt. I mean, if you it want just, to make it in this sport... It radiates greatness. Yeah. If you're on this show... Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've had some pretty good co-hosts in Duran winning a Supercross LCQ. Yeah. Andy Dinicole was a pretty good amateur in the States. I think he's a four or five-time um, amateur champion in the States. He got me. Yeah, you as a freestyle god and <laughs> coaching legend. Yeah, exactly. And me is just, you know. And then Darnell. It just it speaks for itself. But no, honestly, guys, the, the premise behind this show here, look, we'll probably do a show in the next couple of weeks. I had Adam Bailey lined up to come on. I've got a couple of team owners, a couple of riders. But like I said, logistically moving around Victoria, and right now it's a little difficult. So, um, you know, 
On a technicality, this is a permitted industry, by the way, internet broadcasting. We are not breaking any laws. No. But, um, yeah, it just makes getting things done a little bit more difficult. But, you know, we just wanted to get a warm-up show done and, and, and basically just say, hey, like, Inside Dirt's still around. And we do have a cool concept for 2021, and we're working on the website and and uh, expanding this program. We've had a lot of time to think about it and take our breath, so it will encompass you know growing the socials, growing the YouTube, um, the website platform itself, um, different contributors, different shows, different race series. Like it's going to be really cool. So that's where that's at. But um, you know, as far as the industry rumblings die now, like there's. There's two sides to the um, to the coin. You know, we're obviously super connected to Williams Event Management, WEM. I had to chair the press conference to the industry via Zoom a few months back that, you know, it was done. Kevin was stepping down and, and that void has been filled by MA. Um, mostly to a positive reception, you know, from my understanding, it's going to emulate the ASBK and the AORC model, which is sustainable. Um, there's talks of TV deals. Nothing's confirmed yet. Um, but it's going to be a new face to to professional Australian motocross. Yeah, I think when we do come back, I mean, it's going to be a completely different look to what we probably not completely different, but it'll be different it'll be, to what we're used to in the last well twenty something years. years. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you got to think about a lot of a lot of us in the industry have only ever known WEM promoting MXN um, as far as our time time in the sport. So. You know, we've had some experience dealing with MA with the AORC and, and I've done some different work with those guys. And um, I think it's a, it's going to be a more grassroots model is my understanding as far as, you know, um, like it's in a tough place right now, the sport. Like that's not bullshit about it. Like it, it is a little bit. And, you know, I think a, a recession in the country coming off the pandemic, it's probably not going to bode the best for um, entry and participation numbers at a professional level. What, what's your thoughts on that? See, my thought on that... It's a little bit different. I've seen, obviously, being in the industry on a retail side of things. Yeah. When we came out of that first set of lockdowns, industry boomed. You did, yeah. Everyone's going nuts. Everyone wants to ride. And the thing that I've seen more from the shop side of things while we've been in the second lockdown, is everyone's restoring those old bikes. Everyone's buying parts, you know, mm. to get them back. Those who can, who are lucky enough to still be working and have the ability to do so. I um, mean... I agree. I and agree. I think, sorry, I'm going to cut keep, you off. No, going, but yeah. I think because everyone has had that lack of riding throughout 2020, everyone's going to be hungrier to ride again in 2021. So they're going to want to ride more often and race as often as they can to make up for what they missed out on this year. I mean, I hope so. I really do. I guess my only concern is, and I don't want to get all political. I do this enough with you off the air, but like from a, from a um, economic standpoint, the, the government's free money is going to dry up soon. And that might cause some issues. We'll see where it goes. But, I mean, everyone's been drawing out super. They've been um, getting JobKeeper, you know, and that's some nice disposable income that they never usually have from their jobs. Um, hopefully, they've put enough of it away so when we do go racing, and a lot of the privateer guys can fund their program again. And, and I wonder, this is the other catch-22. The industry, bike sales have skyrocketed. It's through the roof. Through the roof, like record year, right? There's been no racing to promote those bike sales. So do you wonder, this is what goes through my head, if I'm not using Yamaha or KDM as just one of the big brands, they go, you know what? We've just had a record year. Not a single race. Not a single race went down. Why are we investing all this money into racing? You know, I don't want it to be that way by any means. I, you know, the racing industry is all bread and butter. I don't racing industry goes away. It doesn't go away. I just think the landscape might be a little different next year moving forward. 
budgets, teams. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just my two cents. I mean, I'm sure everyone listening, I know a lot of the industry listens to this show. It's going to be interesting. And a lot of like, there's mechanics, there's teams. Like, I know manufacturers already that have said, you know, hey, even if there is racing this year, we're not going, you know? Again, not naming names, like yeah. this is all, but it, it's uh, it it just makes you wonder where things are going to go. I know it's all, and this is another reason we haven't really wanted to do a show because a lot of this is hypothetical. We don't know where anything's going at the moment because hopefully Victoria's out of, of this situation we're in in a few more weeks and then the borders start opening towards the end of the year. But, I mean, hopefully 2021 comes, everyone's keen, everyone's got money, the manufacturers going racing, and boom, we're into it. Um, I just really hope that's the case. Looking outside of Victoria, though, obviously we look at it closely because we're stuck. Because we're stuck here, <laughs> and we've got nothing else to do. And there's racing in Tasmania then, and Queensland and like sunny states and dude. Speaking on that, the the Queensland series was going off this year with all the the pro guys getting up there to race. And I think the same thing's happening now with the East Coast MX series at yeah. the moment. Um, and with that lot of racing going on, I haven't looked at it too closely i've looked at what i need to look at to keep it in the loop but oh, it was jay wilson mx2 champ yeah and yeah and Dino, now todd, no, todd todd won mx1 did you see todd was riding an mx2 bike as well yeah there's a lot of man on a 250 i mean it's a, <laughs> he's, he's gonna be fast on anything you put him on a 125 it's gonna be fast like. yeah and regan duffy's been doing a lot in wa um, see that 150 yeah riding built? the 150 oh, man, project that thing was cool um, I just seen him and Connor Tierney were battling at the state round over there at Bunbury on the weekend. Just gone. Yeah, right. Yeah, so um, that's cool. But, I mean, yeah, I, I think we're jaded in Victoria because we're literally not allowed to leave the house, let alone have a race event or whatever it is. But um, there is racing going on in other state levels, and it's been really cool to see the pro guys drop down and participate. I mean, Get imagine... back to that grassroots of racing. Yeah, imagine being a kid racing the sunny states, and then all of a sudden... Waters and Ferris and and uh, Jay Wilson and all of these pro guys rock up like Dobson was doing them and Tanny like Serco was there Yamalu was there killing it like you'd be so pumped to see those pro guys at a local race yeah and I think that's the thing at the moment like it's a weird landscape that we're in and we can't go to a national level but it brings those guys back to where they came from they're grassroots man that's what it and and it's a good I think perspective and resetting is a good thing yeah, and I think that brings more involvement back to a level where, you know, these guys are doing it for the love of it. So you take that professional side out of it. Yeah, it's a job, but when it comes back to it, these guys... Yeah, they go race for free just because they love doing it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that was cool to see, though. And I think, um, thankfully, I mean, you look at a few months back, we had the Salt Lake City... Um, seven header. Seven <laughs> quad header, whatever it was. That was really cool to watch. Shout out Duran getting that heat win. Yeah, we'll keep harping on about that. We will. We'll claim it. Did you see his new helmet? He just got sprayed. Yeah, by Tagger. Such a Duran thing yeah. to do. I was spewing that they didn't do a post-race interview with him after the LCQ. Oh, could you imagine? Because I don't know if anyone out there will remember. I think a lot will, actually. It was a certain mulleted motocross rider at an X. One of... <laughs> Yeah. Semi and he said on a that, teal green Honda yeah. that was painted that looked really cool. It did talking to Hogs. Yeah, and he said that Yurif must have lost his yeah. number for the filling ride. <laughs> I think what made that better was as he whipped the helmet off. I don't think a lot of people in the crowd that like people that don't know Duran 
wouldn't have expected that mop to come out of that helmet. Dude, he can ride though. Like after the surgeries and the injuries he's had, I really didn't expect him. You know, when he was like, "I'm going back to the states again," I was like, "Really, Duran?" Like, but he's turned it around. Like he's doing really well. Yeah, hats off to him, dude. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. We had Supercross, and luckily we've had um, AMA and MXGP to to keep you know at least our minds as fans occupied. And luckily enough, in the MXGPs at the moment, we got a lot of Aussie talent over there in both 250 and 450 class now. Yeah, that was something I was going to touch on too. So, so I was answering a text there. But um, I mean, what do you want to talk about first, AMA or MXGP? Uh, let's talk GPs. Okay. I'll be honest. You don't follow it. I, no, I do follow it. I just really struggle. And... I don't feel like a Puritan motocross fan because it's like, everyone's like, you gotta, you know, MXGP, it's the pinnacle of the sport, blah, 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 for motocross. And it's like, yeah, it is. I get that. But man, their TV production sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and and from someone that's been on a TV production, we someone both have. Someone produced a TV production. Yeah, someone's produced it, someone that's hosted a TV production. And we have people saying our TV production sucked all the time. Ours was free. We don't charge. We don't charge around. euro money for it, but... You know, people don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and I could accept that criticism because they don't know. Look, what I've, we're I've seen with. it in like watching GPs this year is obviously very different to what it was They've last year. They've got to have a limited scaled back, yeah, a scaled back crew. crew, right? Because I've watched it in previous years, and, and it's, it's not that bad. it's not that bad. It's actually yeah. really pretty good. But yeah. I watched a couple of the um, where was the return ones? Um, Latvia, Latvia. Yeah. It was a bit of a snoozer. Mm. It was just like who could not wreck through the rollers and. Uh, isn't that the GPs all the time, though? Whoever yeah. doesn't crash wins. Yeah, what, what race guys are was just going to cardi his brains out. But, I mean, if you look at interesting comparisons to me, like start with Mitch Evans. Like, obviously, he came back from the, the from shoulder. Uh, Rico, I think he had, right? Yeah. You know, big, big. I was surprised to see him back there. But I guess when you get a shot at being HRC, you go race. Um, you know, he struggled in those opening rounds. But then when we went to Italy on the hard pack... And Australian-style tracks, as yeah. far as I could see. Man, he was killing it. And I think that's what our guys have in their favour at the moment is because the GPs have moved back to that one-day format. Yeah. Which will, you know, Malkowitz, yeah, Crawford, Crawford and Beaton. They all Evans, grew up with that. They're all used to that. Yeah. I mean, we've got another one going over there now with Kyle Webster. Yeah, so when does he make his debut? Uh, this weekend. Nice, yeah. nice. See, I wondered, I was looking for him, but I guess it wasn't yet. Yeah, it but wasn't yet. It was 27th or something. So like I don't know much about that team he's on. Is it, it's like a, you're, it's a Dutch yeah, Honda support I team or something. Either, but I'm sure. Walsh um, is on it as well. Oh, Walsh is on it. Yeah. I'm guessing between Eve and Ross Beaton, they must have hooked that deal oh, up for someone's him. Done someone's something. made a call somewhere. I don't know, but it's good to see what's at now. We've got, what we got? seven riders over there. Evans, Beaton. Um, Malkowitz, Crawford, Malkowitz, Crawford Webster. Webster, Walsh, Walsh is NZ. Yeah, I don't, we'll we, claim him anyway. I don't think we can claim him. Why not? He's never even raced MXN. He was meant to this year. Yeah, that was a journey. Let's talk yeah. about that. <laughs> so Walsh signs for um, for Yamaha for, for Circo. Circo. Yeah, the racing doesn't happen. Goes to America. Her, her, he hears there's a ride open at Pro Circuit. Goes to America, and from what I heard, he was hauling. Really going fast. But I think that there was some sort of time with Monster and Sinai. I don't know. Yeah, it's what I heard. Right. Like, there was a bit of politics with someone getting the ride because apparently Walsh was moving really? on the trial. Politics in motocross. Who would have thought? Oh, really? It's unheard of. In this sport? Yeah, I know. An energy drink pulling strings? Yeah. Oh, that's strange. We need some of that Monster money. So <sighs> I'm going to throw it around. 
We're working on it. Yeah. Um, not any drink money. We got our we got our own drink. We got our own drink money coming. Recover it. Yeah. They've they've been a previous sponsor of the show. So why is it getting weird? They're one of they're like part of what we do at ID Media Group. So yeah, yeah. We'll claim them all. Yeah. We'll take whatever. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Walsh, and now he's riding for that team in... in the Honda team over in, there. Wow. Did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, take a ride where you can get it now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, Nato Crawford. So I saw in Latvia him and Jed battling one of the motos, and Nato chased him all the way through to the finish. That was super cool. Um, Nato just won around to the French Championship this weekend. You see that? Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. Malkowitz got a fourth in one of the motos. Um, Those boys have got to build still, though. Like, Well, they did nothing, really, as in they had two GPs, came home, couldn't train, couldn't race. Like, They were riding stock 450s yeah. over here, which is probably not even close to – I'd be closer to work 250, but it's not the not same. Not really, yeah. It's not the same. And You know, you've got to feel for those guys trying to make their mark internationally. I wonder, is this Crawford's last year of – how old is he now? Uh, is he going to age out? Will he age out? I don't know. I, I got to find that out. That's the thing. But the GPs change their rules all the time. They'll be like, "Oh, we'll no, nah, they've been twenty three and up for a while." But Malkowitz is definitely good. Oh yeah, he's in there for a while, and I think he's shown promise. Um, hopefully, they keep him on for next year, and, and if NATO can stay down, it would be great to see him have another crack because that one one four motorsports team, like you saw what Mitch did on them bikes, and it seems like Mitch, and then you got two new two new Aussies coming through that team. Lawrence was on that bike too. Lawrence was on that bike. Like it seems like that now they've got this Aussie pathway, um, you know, for Aussie guys to go to MHGP that relationship. Yeah, I think it's a good thing for the sport in Australia, and it really put us on because Livia Lancelot's the manager and Sorby yeah. is the trainer. They must love working with the Aussie guys. Who wouldn't? They're be legends. Yeah, yeah. You can't claim it, even, British. <laughs> even though I'm English, but. Hey, I've been yeah. in Australia long enough. I can claim it. Yeah, I mean the one thing out of the GPs, good to see Jed back on the podium. Like, yeah, f- yeah, it took a while, man. I think, yeah, it was coming. We all knew it was coming, and it's where he should be. I, th- I don't know. It was he coming off an injury before the return. Uh, I don't know. It just seemed like either he was over trying or tense. Like we all know how good he is. It just seemed like to me in Latvia it didn't show. Like he, he couldn't catch a break. Didn't get himself in the right positions at the right times. Um, but man, it's cool to see him back on the podium finally. It is, and it's good to see. Uh, I see Wilson Todd riding again. Yeah, that was one of the questions I had when everyone was going back. He wasn't, but from what I could tell, it, it would be one of two things. I think the team either didn't go to Latvia, or he was still coming back from those injuries and healing up. Because all I saw on his Instagram was fishing and mountain biking and barista skills. Yeah, like he didn't ride for he didn't ride the whole time he was home. I don't think. Yeah, I don't. I didn't see him riding at all. No, nah, and then he went back and started riding, but he still rips. Yeah, and that bike he's, he's two-time on two-time two fifty champion. Like those Steve Dixon, uh, excuse me, those Steve Dixon bikes, they are next level. Um, and that Cowie he's riding, the clips he puts up, they sound pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Webster goes on the four fifty. That's going to be a tall order, but be cool to see him just there, you know? I mean, it's good to see back behind the gate. That's what we want. That's exactly right. And and hopefully it's an opportunity for him to make his mark and maybe open some eyes that he could do something next year or, or it's experience for him to come home and really, you know, kill really it put a charge on next year, here. you know? Um, or or this year. Maybe there's a serious... I mean, 
from my understanding, MA are, are endeavouring to run it as late as November, December. Yeah. I just don't know how we do that without the borders being open. Well, I don't see us getting out of here before... Christmas. Christmas. No. 2021. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but in all seriousness, like the PM, that's his deal. He's trying to get the borders open for Christmas, right? Yeah, and we've got to deal with the Premier that is... Yeah, don't get me started on yeah, that deal. Let's not go there. No, nah, you know I will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so realistically, yeah, this might be Webster's shot at racing this year and get some experience for next year. So it'd be good, be good there. Um you know, Brett Metcalf popping up doing the local SA state rounds again, like super cool for the kids and, and the locals to see that. That's it. I mean, getting back to grassroots, like it's Medi. Yeah. You know, riding uh I just see the bike at Three different sets of graphics in a day. Yeah. That was cool. That was pretty labor intensive. Yeah. I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't want to do it. No. But no, he looked like he was having fun over there in SI. I spoke to a few people that were at the races. They said it was sick just watching him, you know, and then it gave the local guys someone to chase. And I don't know. I remember that. Like, even um, I didn't race a whole bunch in Australia, but I do remember like 2012, I did MX Nationals. I did some Vic State rounds as well. And like I remember being at the first round of the Vic State rounds in 2012, and and one Thaggy was the the venue, and the MX Nationals was there pretty soon after. And man, like you should have seen like we had a 40 gate, and there was all the Vic pros, and a lot of the other guys from interstate came in. It was gnarly. It was basically a national, and it just seems like that that state level dropped off. Every state nowadays, you don't get that. Guys just raise their contracted series. And they don't really want to invest or yeah, spend I mean, extra money. Yeah, if there's money, a state round before a national, maybe they'll go do it. They might do that, but but it's like if the team ain't paying for it, if there's no prize money, you know, which is understandable. But I mean, I you, I think a lot of riders don't help themselves in that sense either. Are putting themselves out to do things that could maybe, you know, elevate their reputation locally for some you know business interests. But um, that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> It's like Joe's rambling again. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, the the world according to Joe. Enough days Zoom calls. True, true. At least Grayson, my son, isn't trying to destroy what we're doing right now. Yeah, and you're not rapping anymore, so that's good. True, I do. I do rap pretty good. So, um, MXGP. So we've had two rounds in Italy. Yeah, it was cool to see Coroli get a win again. He's leading the championship. I know, going for ten. Because guys are just geysers. And Hurlings had a Hurlings, big one. yeah. I, you know what's funny about Hurlings? He said this year was the year where if he was going to take a fifth or if he was going to take a whatever, he was just happy to be out there for the championship. And then Hall's off. And then he like, still he still gets a, an injury. Like, yeah. I feel bad for the guy almost. Well, I mean, I feel bad for him getting yeah, injured. Yeah, you feel like, bad for him anyway. But yeah. It's like, mm, I mean, look, we all want to see... We want to see the best guys out there. Yeah, we want to see the best guys out there. It would be great to see Kyrolli do 10. Yeah. How many rounds are left? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) You put me on the spot. I do. Yeah, I don't plan. uh, I didn't plan this one, that's for sure. No, you're like, hey, let's do a pod. Yeah. Now. It was about 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, well, that'll be interesting. And yeah, Vial's just killing it in MX2. Gears is fast. I don't know. The MX2 class, it's definitely, you can notice a difference. Like, we'll segue into AMA, but you see when you've got Ferrandis and Martin and those older guys in MX2 in the States compared to the 23 and under. That's what I like about the GPs is the 450s. Is the class. Is stacked. Yeah, yeah. 
Like you look at that top ten of four fifties over there. Oh, it's, any of them? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like MotoGP in that sense that oh, if you mate, get, don't even get me started. Yeah, I know how much you. What a it. year! But if you get track position, you qualify well in in yeah. MXGP. Like you have a legitimate shot at a podium yeah. if you're a top ten guy. Whereas in America, you can't say that. No, in GPs, it doesn't matter where you qualify. Like in MotoGP right now, yeah, it doesn't matter where you qualify. It doesn't matter where you started last week. It's just. If you don't watch MotoGP, like I know you don't, I I you, do, you dabble, I, but you don't. I dabble. Look, my yeah. biggest thing is and it's I've the best s- racing ever. I said this right? to you before, and and this is where I think racing struggles a little bit now with viewing numbers. Like I can sit through a Supercross because it's short. Mm. I got two kids, I got a business to run, I got a lot going on. For me to sit down and watch a three-hour MotoGP production or whatever, um, same as like when I watched MSGP the other day. Like that's a long show, like two. 230s. 230s. Same as uh, AMA. AMA. I think because you look for, in the AMAs, you're so used to watching it and you know those names. True. Where you look down at MX2 at the GPs now. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe. Again, and yeah, you don't want to sound like a snob, but you don't know, like, outside of the top five or six guys, they're all, you look for your Aussie guys. I know some of the UK guys, but that's about it, you know? Um all right, we're running out of time. We've got to keep this one quick today. So, look, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate everyone reaching out that uh, has reached out and asked what's going on with the show. Um, basically, like I said, we have an expansion plan for 2021. We will be coming back with more content for the rest of the year. I was hanging out forever for the racing to start to get back to our normal shows. Clearly, at this point, that's not happening. Routine's out the window. Routine's out the window. Uh so we're just touching base to, to say we love y'all and we are still in business and um, we're going to talk some AMA for a minute because yeah. this series has been pretty good to watch. I mean, have, we haven't done a pod since Supercross ended, have we? Dude, we haven't done an Inside <laughs> Dirt show for nearly 12 months. I think the last show I was on we was the wrap-up from um, OzX. OzX. Obviously, we did some stuff with ARC, but that was Yeah, as far as like an Inside Dirt show goes, that's all we've done. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, as far as I've been, I've been blown away by a couple things. And and the first one has been Eli Tomac riding around in seventh, eighth place. Do you think winning the title in Supercross, he's sort of just gone? and Uh, this is what everyone is saying, but... To me, it just adds to the layers of the onion that is Eli because Cakes it's like... Cakes have layers. <laughs> oh, got us have layers. <laughs> like, how can you... I mean, yeah, he won the Supercross title. But That's let, the monkey off the back. But let's face it. In years past, he could ride around with a blindfold on and destroy everyone in outdoors, yeah? Yeah. So how do you go from, um, from that... To this. To this. And they're like, oh, everyone... <laughs> Hashtag no Rona. Yeah, right. <laughs> you stay over your side of the table. Oh, it's funny. Um, I mean, he's had a kid. Does that change it? Home life? Well, I mean, I've had a couple of kids and yeah, you don't sleep yeah, much. Yeah, you ain't winning national titles either. No. So. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, um, I don't care if he's had kids, if he's won Supercross, if the bike setup's off. If Eli wanted to, he'd be close to the front. Yeah, well. I was like saying, oh, Ferris. Three titles, four titles, does it matter? Like, Ferris had a year off and came back this year. Like, he was going to be up the front. Yeah. You know? Those guys find their way to the front. So, honestly, I'm looking at it. Outside looking at it, I might be completely wrong, and he probably doesn't care for my opinion mm. or care about my opinion. I don't care about your opinion. Not many people do. But um, I just don't think he's 
in, in the game. Yeah, he just doesn't want it. And you can see Webb's out, Anderson's out, uh, Roxon's out. out. All the manufacturers have gone right this year off. Do you think Cowie are just going to him, dude, we don't really care at this point? You've won Supercross, like just go right around. Yeah, have some fun. Because I was watching him in Millville yesterday. I like, the, they've got AC. They don't need him right now. Yeah, and I mean. Baby Jesus. Yeah. Incredible at Millville. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Um, That's the Adam Centurillo that we all. Were waiting for. Yeah. Um, you got him doing that. Osborne. Being Osborne. Being Osborne. That's going to make the championship interesting now with his dramas at Millville. Um, yeah. There, there's there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um. Baggett has decided he remembered how to go fast again. He doesn't like twice a year. And it's so fast. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Blake Baggett, he's still around. And from what I've read and heard, Muskin's knee is still not good. But, um, man, he's fast in one moto. In the first motos, before his knee swells up and, and that, he's fast. It's all maddeningly inconsistent. And he, it annoys me. Like, how can guys be going 310? Like, I, I think it just goes to show how high the level is there at the moment. And I think with the big dogs being out, it's opening up the room for other guys yeah. to, to to have a shot, you know? Like, you look at those three big factory guys are out. Did you put an asterisk on the season? Um, I don't think officially you can, but it depends. If Osborne comes out again next year and Supercross and Motocross and kills it, mm. like, do you think this is the I last... I look at it this way. If Osborne wins the title, put an asterisk on it. Yeah, right. If Cincerullo wins the title... Don't put asterisks because you're right. AC you super fan. Because he's the best ever. Is this the last title that Tomac, um, is he going to win a tribership next year, Supercross or Motocross? He might win a Supercross one. I don't know. Does he call it a day soon? Uh, apparently. that 27. Apparently, yeah, that's what I hear. It's thinking about it in the next couple of years. Like yeah. the, the interview I that heard recently. A for someone else who said they may or may not be coming back. Dunge ain't going to factory Cowie, dude. Why not? <laughs> He's going to do his own deal. He isn't going to want to ride for OEM. And he's not coming back. He's coming back. He's, he's not. You want to put some money on it? I bet you 20 bucks. He doesn't. I bet you he's not I will on the line. elbow tap you that. I'll bump, we, yeah. I'll bump you that he is not on the line at A1. Because it's going to be too hard. Like, And he's already dipped his feet in the team ownership thing at Geico. That didn't work out. Yeah, uh, and now Geico's gone. Well, you want to talk about that too? Yeah, I mean, do you want to talk silly season? This is not yeah, a silly oh, season. Good. You take and, out Geico, which is well, probably paying for... I four of those riders, five of those. I don't know, all I, of them. I hear, and don't quote me on this. This is maybe rumor. I hear that operation. I've been to Geico. I've, I've been around the factory. I've seen the operation. It's ridiculous. It's like on par with a NASCAR setup. I, I hear it's like a five million dollar a year operation. It's what yeah. I hear. Um, and I think Geico foots a decent chunk of that bill before Honda and everybody else. They need an energy drink level sponsor. They need, yeah. Where are you going to find an insurance company this close to 2021 to sign on for over a million bucks? You're not. Possibly, but. And then. V Honda, I reckon. (laughs) Make them green. Mother. Mother Honda. Oak. Oak. Hungry, real taste. Hungry, tasty, Geico Honda. (laughs) All right, we're getting off topic. This is going to go weird. Um, But. That's interesting because there's some rides might go away there. The Lawrence brothers are signed to that team. You definitely don't want to see those guys. You have Not to think, the way that... Well, let's well, get back to that. Jet. Jet, yeah. Very and impressive. Hunter finally had a good result, so... I feel for that guy, man, with his injuries. Hopefully he can figure it out. Um, so it seems like it's going in the right direction. Yeah. Um, and... Star Racing's going to have 40,000 
Riding. <laughs> Style racing, MX2, MX1, factory. Amateurs, everything. You know, but that's an organization that's very impressive. Yeah. You, you, the way they're getting this pool in the industry is by the results they're getting. Yeah. You know? I'm not going against you there. No, nah, that's, that's what and it I is. And I like seeing them. Mm. Man, did you see that clip that um, Tom from Team Fried put up of Ty Mask Pool? Man, that was, was so cool that with the a, music. And oh, he's just man. hucking the Rocco's lead. You know and, I'm a 50 Cent fan. like. Oh, me too. I'm reading his new book right now. Yeah? Yeah. I watched Get Rich or Die Tyron the other day. <laughs> Again, for like the 40th time. It's a good movie. It's like one of my favorites. Yeah. But yeah, man. Like, you see Marspool coming through. There's that a whole lot of, shot was one. But man, I got emotional. Like, because I, I, you know, he does the, f- yeah. over the, the, yeah. the whole shot line. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he's fist pumping. That's sick. Yeah. And then when no, I saw no, the no. explanation, yeah. I literally was like, mm, like, it got yeah. me going a little bit. Because everyone knows his brother was a famous amateur and, and got, you know, it, um, unfortunately lost his life uh, competing, I believe. So... The future's bright in MX2 over there, but, you know, Ferrandis is, is going to go to 450, 450 star. Because yeah. the rumor was he was going to KDM for a while, but definitely now going to star. star. Um, there's this whole Justin Barsha saga where does he go to star? Does he go to gas gas? Yeah, well, that's the other thing. TLD gas gas. Yeah, yeah, which is bizarre to me. I really thought that, um, I guess they have a working relationship with KDM. Yeah. But you look at the track record of that team, I, I would have thought, results. given JGR that, that factory bike and budget. I don't know. To me, that would have made more sense. What, and keep TLD as KDM? Well, yeah. I would, well, because Alex Martin was good on the KDM when he was at TLD. He got bumped out. And he's doing up. well on a Suzuki. Dude, which I know Suzuki's. you're um, like, you're a Suzuki guy now. We I'm all a, get it. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Suzuki owner. I have no allegiance to the brand. But you know, everyone yeah, we talks. made your bike black. Everyone talks a lot of smack, but how many times are Noren and Savachi up there in the first turn this yeah, year? Yeah, getting good starts. Yeah, so I'm just saying, if, if, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's just interesting. I know that KTM... They're an interesting... It's all the same. It's, it's an interesting it's deal. It's the same bike with a different colour. Well, yeah, it is. I think it's just... They're, they're bringing the, silver rims back. So I heard that Max Volan gets put in at, um, Red Bull a Red Bull KDM factory MX2 ride. It's what I heard. Mm. Uh, again, no one... Roger isn't calling me and telling me this. This is just what I hear. <laughs> Why not? Uh, me and Roger. You're the Joe Stevens, aren't you? Well, apparently. Yeah. I don't know if I've got much pull with Roger DaCosta. But um, anyway, we're probably rambling. So look... Like I said, the, the the idea of this show, guys, we're going to be back in a week or two and stamp it. We will have guests. We'll have a proper lineup. We're going to get the show moving again. Now that basically 2020 is a write-off, we know that there possibly might be some, some pro motocross in Australia at the end of the year, but it's looking like it's going to be a struggle. So at this point, we'll probably document some uh, AMA. We'll talk to some industry figures over here about what it's looking like to be a race team owner, to be a, a, a factory racer, to be a privateer. Um, you know, to, to be a promoter, whatever it is, right? There, there's a lot of people that this year is going to affect. So it's going to be it's going to be good to catch up with the industry. Um, again, I just want to say thank you to everyone that, that still listens and still asks where the content's at. Um, we got to be better at it. Um, that's just the truth. I got to put more out there. Um, it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year, man. And 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 thankfully, like I, I will just say this, like. I'm very grateful that my, my, my main business has grown a lot this year away from motocross and away from the podcast that we've really had to focus on that. So um, it's been keeping us pretty busy. I'm very lucky in that sense. I know a lot of people haven't been that fortunate this year, but that is one of the reasons we haven't been putting content out because that's been my sole focus in this downtime, you know? Yeah, that's the other thing too. Like I'm, you know, in a retail point of things, 
living in Melbourne lockdown, I'm so surprised I'm still working. Luckily, I still am. Yeah, and I yeah. Know there's a lot out there who aren't. So um, we need to be grateful for what we've got. And, and I hate I hate saying it that way, but yeah, it's it's been a crazy year, man. So hey, shout out to everyone, especially a lot of the Victorian listeners. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, and that yeah, uh, that you know you, you're gonna. You're keeping it on two wheels. We can get out riding soon. Everyone's businesses are, are hopefully ticking along and, and doing well. But uh, we've got to keep this one short. We actually got a memory card with no space on it because we're super organized. Yeah. So thank you to listening to the very first and very short 2020, 2020 Inside Dirt Show. Inside Dirt Show. And I hope you like the new intro songs. Me and Donnell were stoked on that. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back soon with, um, with another episode. And with that, um, stay safe. Peace out. Later. Something more